0: Welcome back to the Mobile Home Investing Lessons podcast with your host John Fedro. Tune in weekly, plus listen to past episodes designed to make you money, save you time, and give you confidence as an active mobile home investor. Now here is your host, John Fedro.
1: Yeah, right. Okay, well, this one makes a little. I'm nervous, more
0: nervous than usual. I don't I'm know why. Too. I don't know why. <laughs> Welcome back to the mobile home investing lessons podcast, where we're going to talk about a lot more than just mobile home investing today. But I'm so happy to have uh, on the podcast with me, joined with Lamika, who is a uh, clothing expert, who has her own clothing business, uh, who is a successful YouTuber, who has a professional career, who is a successful mobile home investor and uh, sister and uh daughter uh, uh, Lamika, thank you so much for being here. It's so good to see you again, and I can't give you enough uh, yeah, accolades to everything that you do.
1: Yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate you you having me on. Um, that mobile home, you've been a big part of that success, so I'm happy to be here.
0: <laughs> I'm. What's more, what's I, I was thinking about this. I was curious. In your mind, you've you've done a lot of things, and when it, I know you've been putting off your YouTube channel, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but you did start that. What has been scarier for you? Was it investing in mobile homes? Or starting a YouTube channel of, of all things.
1: Uh, starting a YouTube
0: channel for real, like that yes. was really yes.
1: yeah. That, that has been ten years in the making. I it took me ten <laughs> years to literally take the plunge. Yes, by it's
0: far, crazy. Is it like what people say? Like the like the biggest fear is public speaking. Or is that a p- part of it? Or? Um.
1: Yeah. That that is a part of it. But as we were talking before, for me, it was my background. It was my hair. It was was you know what was I going to look like? You know, I wanted everything to be perfect. And then I just finally said, forget about it. Let's just do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> took 10 years of just life and experiences to say that, does, what, um, that doesn't even matter. Absolutely. And here we are. Uh, so, wow, 10 years in the making for that. To, uh, yeah. What do you identify, what do you call yourself? I, mean, I think you're a true entrepreneur doing so many different things, but do you like identify when you're introducing yourself to somebody, do you call yourself something? Or? No,
1: it depends on who I'm talking to. What I will say, how I will introduce myself. I, you know, I'm I'm a what people call it a multi-passionate entrepreneur. Or there are a lot of things that <laughs> okay. you know, um, you know that I'm interested <laughs> that I'm interested in. Um, but for the most part, they're they're all centered. To me, they're all centered around saying that you want to accomplish something and doing it that's really the, what the basis of it is if I have a, a goal or a dream of doing something did you take action to accomplish it that's really what's at the base of what I what I talk about on your on your channel. Yeah, on my channel. Um, and just when I'm introducing myself, you know, you know, I had a, a goal of, you know, real estate and you know, that didn't work out in, in, you know, several years ago, but it was something that I still wanted to do. And, you know, I found, you know, I found you to help me do that. So I, I didn't stop. I took action on it. Um, and so I guess that's where the, you know, the it's all about taking the action, the multipassion entrepreneur situation.
0: It is. And I heard that you, I mean, I don't even want to say the word failed. But you, you failed at one point within mm-hmm. which then got you to you implemented something different and then maybe mm-hmm. failed on that, implemented something different. And now it's uh-huh. got you to these things that are working. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, epic failure. <laughs> epic credit failure. <laughs>
0: epic credit. Maybe we should be proud of that, like some kind of badge of honor to say, at least I did something. At least I took the action. Right, um, right. If you, yeah. if I don't mind being nosy, was the credit failure like your credit got a hit or was mm-hmm. it you were helping a credit repair business, something like that? No,
1: no, my credit got hit. So, oh, you know, okay. the real estate back in what's that? 2008, 2007, 2008. Um, at that point, I owned about 30 plus rentals. Um, I had built and rehabbed homes and um, yeah, I got caught up in that 2008 and I, I had had them for a while at that point. Um, but when all of when all the dominoes started to happen here, you know, I was, you know, I, I probably spent about two years trying to save them. And then at that point, I was just like, you know, I just gotta gotta let it go and and, and start over.
0: Two years. I can't imagine the I'm assuming like the the stress, the mental anguish, the <laughs> yes. maybe robbing Peter to pay Paul and mm-hmm. then just floating or treading water. And and it's it's I don't know the even a part of it. I know we talked about this once, you know, or a, a couple times a long, long time ago, but mm-hmm. it's amazing that a it sounds like, you know, of all the 30 properties you had were, it sounds like maybe just a couple of them mm-hmm. could take down the entire ship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was it mm-hmm. kind of like that?
1: Yes. Or yes. did they all, wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Is there something that you would do differently now? Yes. Like for the houses, we're not even talking about mobiles, but back in the day, like to would you have structured something differently to protect against that? Or?
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's funny. I was, I was just saying earlier today that I, I would have went with my original plan. It was never my plan to have, rentals it was never my plan ah. i let's you know I, I got i got talked into doing rentals um <laughs> <Talked> it was <laughs> it, it was always my plan to buy a house live in it for two years sell it make money off of that and go to the next house buy a home live in that home for a couple years sell it and do that that would be what i would i would go with my original plan that's what i originally intended to do wow yeah
0: but when you say that that doesn't sound as flashy i mean it sounds good and great yeah. and predictable but mm-hmm. it doesn't all 30 doors that sounds you know you, yeah. you made it
1: yeah that, I you know? made it and and <laughs> I made it so there's a story I mean there's I definitely have a story to tell um I have the experience uh and so I you know I wouldn't change it but now I've you know I've, I have the ability to, to have learned from that luckily I learned from that earlier on um, and you know have been able to rebound from it, so so I, I wouldn't change it, but I, I definitely would go about you know buying you know primary residence, living in that primary residence, selling it, and making a profit off of that, and then you know doing it again.
0: How do you think that shaped your mobile home investing?
1: Oh, a lot. I was like, why didn't I know this before? How did I miss this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Any particular thoughts or uh, examples?
1: Um. Yeah. Well, for one, my parents had bought my sister a mobile home for college. And so I was around it and they, they bought it for college and they sold it when she was done with school. And I like, it just like, it never, and I, this was all around the time that I was doing real estate. It never dawned on me that this was, you know, an option.
0: Was it in a park or on land?
1: Yeah, it time? was, a, it was in a park. Yeah. She was in a park.
0: Okay. Right near, right near the school.
1: Um, Yeah. Right near the, right near the school. And um, I think they sold it to, you know, another parent that was buying it for their, you know, their child that was going to school. And, uh, but yeah, it never dawned on me. And when I got into mobile homes, like, oh my God, this is what my parents did. Like, how did I not, I guess it it wasn't time for me to realize it. So that's a
0: time and a place, right? Mm
1: -hmm, mm
0: -hmm, I mean, I'm I'm so thankful now that I saw some things early in life, but then later on, I'm like, I mean, now you know, I'm like looking back, like, how did I miss all these things that I missed? Like I was, yes. so I was right there. And I thought I was catching everything. I thought I was so smart. And then, but, you know, we only can see the things we see. That's true. Um, for your mobile home business, do you think it was, did you have to relearn things? Did you come into this business and it was okay, I got, I'm a real estate investor. So mobile homes, I should hit the ground at 60 miles per hour. Or did you have to relearn a lot of things?
1: Um. Your- yeah. I relearned a lot of things or I should say, I didn't, I came in with saying, yeah, I have that experience, but let me take this for what it is versus me trying to say, oh, I did this over here. So I should be able to do this. I was open to the information and relearning the information because I mean, I, I took a... I guess 10 is my number. I took, a, I really, I took a 10 year break from when I, you know, from when I had the 30 plus homes to when I started the mobile home business. So there was, a, you know, people will still come to me and I would still help people with their real estate deals, but I wasn't in it day to day like I was, you know, then. So I, you know, I did have to relearn a lot of things and and I was just open to the information of this particular, you know, type of real estate.
0: You got, you're now investing in primarily two
1: locations? Uh huh. Yes. Texas okay. and Alabama. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Uh, where'd you get started with mobiles first? Was it Texas?
1: Uh, yes, Texas. Yes, got started with Texas first.
0: OK, the only times that you because you'll do deals in both areas. Do you have to be physically in Alabama to, to do those Alabama deals or have do you have a network in place now? It doesn't matter where you are.
1: Yeah, I have a network in place, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where I am. Um, you know, there there's there's a great community. Um, you've built a great community. I've connected with a lot of people in the community, so I don't necessarily have to be there in order for me to, to make it happen or have ever seen the home. <laughs> so that's really? a good part. Yeah, that's a good part. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like you it. you have uh on your channel, you have a video that you put out a couple months ago as when we're when we're making this video it talked about the four acres this this piece of land that you bought has a mobile home on it there's four acres people listening can imagine um it sounded like when you bought so what's your plan have you found out a plan or have you decided what you're going to do with this piece of land and the mobile home because when i was watching the video i was thinking that you it seemed confusing that you didn't have a plan already For buying this, but can you talk more about that? And then, if so, what is your plan? You got four acres, you got one home. Mm -hmm. Are you going to try to maximize everything and then sell it in some way, or is this a long term deal? Or what's your what excites you? Yeah.
1: So, yeah, in that video, at that time, you're right. I had no idea what I was going to do with it. I just thought to myself, this is awesome. Let's see where this goes. (laughs) And (laughs) <laughs> um, I went, well, I, I, you know, I'm a let's see where it goes kind of person. It could be good and it could be bad. Was it an amazing
0: um, deal as far as money wise? You knew there's no way, even if I just right. slip it right now, I can double my money.
1: Okay, Absolutely. Absolutely. So that okay. was, that, so that, that opportunity presented itself. And then I went down the road of, do I want to put more homes on this? There's a possibility that I, that I could put more homes on it. And then I looked at, you know, what does that look like? What kind of work am I going to have to do to be able to get those homes on there? Is that the kind of time? Is that where I want to spend my time, my money and my effort right now? Um, And so I decided that that was not what I wanted to do. Um, And then I thought, you know, I will keep the land and I will sell the home and I will just, you know, collect lot rent. So that way I could, you know, can keep it and it'll be cash flowing and everything. And then somebody came along and they have made me an offer and I go, I'm going to sell all of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's,
0: you you threw a curveball different. there at the end, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> an offer you couldn't refuse. So, uh, so then that is, did that already happen?
1: No, I'm, I'm in process of that. That just happened probably what, four days ago? That just recently happened. Dude, yes. that's awesome. Yes, so I'm, ex- I'm super excited about that.
0: Isn't that funny? The thing mm-hmm. we think about, one of my first or second deals, uh, like, I'm gonna keep this thing forever. And it was a home yeah. on land. And then it was like, like, somebody made me an offer. I'm like, nope, I'm taking the cash. Yeah, <laughs> I Yeah, I'm selling yeah.
1: this. Yeah, I've, I've, done that a of, I've done that a couple of times. I'm like, okay, I'm selling
0: this. Um, I was having a conversation a couple of days ago about, and I'm not sure if this is right or wrong. You know, Tell me if you agree or not. Like as investors, my goal is to ethically, or I think the way I operate is mm-hmm. my goal, oh, I'm running my business. I wanna ethically maximize profit while um, disclosing everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm selling for like an ethical, whatever I'm selling, my goal isn't to make it the nicest ever or fix it up and fix every single thing, mm-hmm. or that mm-hmm. four acres, we could put 10, ten homes on there. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could, but my goal, if I can make you know 20 grand profit without doing any work mm-hmm. or with only doing a little bit of stuff, do I want to make 20 grand and just do the little bit? Or if I put a lot of money into it, would I make the same 20 grand? And so as investors, I think that you, know, you, you don't have to live to anybody's expectation. And you are making a very good profit for mm-hmm. not that much time. You've learned a lot anyway. Um, I guess where I was going with is you don't have to do you don't have to maximize or bring it up and no. make it into a full blown you know, multifamily no. kind, of, kind, of, kind of thing
1: yeah absolutely not. I mean with that property, I, I kept it basic. um we cleaned it up. um we paint repainted. Um, there were some soft spots right there at the front door um, and we uh, fixed that. They had some dogs in there where they had kind of you know bit in the wall and so we you know we fixed we fixed all of that up. and I mean we did you know we did that. The person that walked in they're like, this is awesome. um they own a business. And they, they need somewhere, I mean, their plan is to put additional homes on there because they have some, um, and I, I've had this a lot where someone that owns a business will buy a home for one of their employees. And so this is a case with that, that he's buying the home for one of um, his employees and, and he has the intention to put in some more homes on there. You know, great. But yeah, for that home, we just did the, you know, it was already a nice home anyways. Um, it just needed some, you know, some cleanup and, and we went in and we did that. That's
0: awesome. okay. Yeah. Uh, you must have had you had it on the market anyway. Or you had yeah, I, yeah, I did have
1: it on the market. I did have it on the market. I've had it on. Um, I had it on the MLS. I have it on had it on Facebook marketplace, uh, you know, Craigslist, you know, kind of the standard places. Okay.
0: I imagine that you're in a growth phase. I mean, you're selling this home to do way more with it. I mean, you're so selling me a this- park. <laughs> <laughs> yes, to find you a park. Even one park, though, is not going to make, well, I was going to say not going to make you a millionaire, it could, but even one right. park isn't going to be like the end thing, right. you know, right. so I I was reading the comments on that video of yours and it was, you know, people were like, we'll do this and maximize this and it's like well, even that to what end, you know, it's not going to yeah. be, you've just now taken up a lot of your time and money and focus, mm-hmm. whereas mm-hmm. if you sold that and got it into a, a bigger deal where there was more profit in the total. Mm-hmm parks. So did you, is the, you wanting mobile home parks? Is that a, a new obsession or the last?
1: Um, uh, I, probably, I guess that when I came into this, that was kind of like the goal is like, okay, I want to have a, I want to get a park. Um, and some days I'm like, do I really want to get a park? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I, I do like the mobile home on land deals. I mean, I'm completely, I might, I may just be fine staying there. Um, I don't know that I necessarily have to have a park because then I think about all the things that come with the park. Um, you know, I work closely with some park owners and and hearing the stories of and what they tell me. And I'm just like, you know I, don't know, I don't know that that's on my goal list anymore.
0: My first instinct is like that that's sad. I don't know what you heard. And yeah, there's a lot of like egos and BS. And I think it changed. This business changes. Even owning parks changes you a little bit. And you get even mm-hmm. maybe a little thicker skin. Um, mm-hmm. But that's a, like I hate that someone and maybe you not doing parks will lead you into the thing, you know, you being yeah. even way more successful but it anybody that sort of like takes the wind out of somebody's sail that kind of because I own parks and it's
1: right amazing no, you, I
0: wish I would have yeah. gotten into this even sooner you mm-hmm,
1: know mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. Anyway. It, it's still there it, sh- it has given me more food for thought obviously when I went into it I was like all bright eyed and bushy tail oh I'm gonna have a park but Good they point. I've got more of the reality of what <laughs> it looks like to own a park is It's really what I'm saying <laughs> you know I, I I'm out of the the you know, peaches and cream phase of owning the park and <laughs> it, it all being about the money that you're going to make. There are some other things that come with it.
0: There are some other things that come with it. The deals for mobile homes that you have, mm-hmm. are you working closely? Are, are you in parks? Are you in other people's parks? And do you have good relationships with managers? Do you find that that's a good source of leads for you?
1: Um, yes, they have been. And I've, I've, I've actually, one park owner when I first got started, I was like, "Oh my god, I gotta talk to this person. I gotta talk to this person." Then I didn't hear from him, but I—the good part is I had put the effort in. And literally a year later, he called me. I was like, "Oh my god, he called me. This is exciting." Um, and so I have a—you know—I've built a great relationship with him. Like he just called me yesterday, and he was like, "Hey, Luvika, what do you think about this?" And I'm like, "Like just like two and a half years ago, I was trying to get this person, and now they're calling me." So, um, so yeah, it's a combination of park owners. Um, I haven't, you know, I haven't done so much with park managers, and I don't know if it's because I am afraid of cold calling. <laughs> even though I've been in sales, I just, I don't, I don't know what that is. But um, the park managers that I have worked with is because I've gotten a home in the park, somebody from the park, you know, I'm selling their home, and then I've built the relationship with that manager from there um, is how I've gotten with the with park managers.
0: Wow. So even if you are petrified of cold calling and don't want to talk to managers, you can still... <laughs> get some traction yes, in this business mm-hmm. oh my gosh that is we can I mean, you have to have a talk about this this <laughs> is I didn't know all of these couple of revelations I'm making this is yeah we gotta have a talk about this how many managers do you think that you're on a first name basis with uh
1: not very many I would oh. I probably wouldn't even say I would probably say five I would say uh five and they're they're all spread out um wow. um the one manager is from my very first deal Uh, And from my very first deal in that park alone, I've probably had about, I don't know, I'm going to say anywhere between 10 and 15 homes. Uh Um, And half of those have come from her saying, hey, such and such is selling, you know, and, you know, I told them about you and, you know, they're expecting your call and, you know, that kind of a thing. So, um, you know, they've just been a great resource. And, and it goes back to what I, I think going, actually doing what you said, like I go there and I make sure they know that, hey, I want to work with you. I want to make sure I put a park approved person in here. No intention to take this home out of the park. Like I want to go by the rules. And so they appreciate that. Um, and so that's what I've been able to do. And, you know, I send them little gifts and that kind of a thing and they like it.
0: Who doesn't like a little gift?
1: Right. A th- and a thoughtful gift. You know, one lady, she was like, oh, I love um makeup, but I never have my makeup case can never fit, you know, all of my stuff in there. And so I heard that. I made a note of it and I sent her a makeup case and it was personalized. And she was like, Oh my God, I cannot believe you picked that out.
0: For yeah. real. Yeah. Wow. And each park, I mean, ideally, we want to grow in that park and it should lead to multiple multiple homes. Mm-hmm. Working with all of these parks, uh, working inside of the parks and helping people that are in mobile home parks, a lot of people that are paycheck to paycheck. People in general are paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. But um have there been any particular like humbling experiences or things that caught you off guard, I guess, in one way or another being in this business versus like houses? Or uh, same-
1: people, people are people.
0: people okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> people
1: are people. Um, I think the one thing, you know, I think the thing that opened my eyes to going back to owning a park and buying a park is, you know, several of these parks, you know, have been purchased recently and the lot rents are going up. And so the last couple of homes that I have helped, um, you know, sell is because they can no longer afford to live there. They live there. Some of them have lived there 30 plus years. Some have been there 10 plus years. And because that lot rent has shot up by, you know, three hundred dollars or four hundred dollars, they can no longer afford to live in that park. So so that that has been concerning. um, and, And most of those people are older people. Um and so that's kind of been eye opening to me for if I'm a park owner what does that mean? Obviously you know I've got to make money in it but what does that mean for me buying a park and and increasing the lot rents and you know some of the parks you know they've put in all these amenities but those people are like we don't care about those amenities like if our lot rent stays the way it is we just we don't need the amenities. so um that's probably been you know one of the that's probably been one of the one of those things that that keeps in the back of my mind um quite often and um, uh, I stay in touch with a lot of them, you know, they will really? send me messages. Well, why haven't I heard from you? You know, did you forget about me? Uh, you know, that kind of thing. You know, they just <laughs> want to continue the conversation because you've helped them. So they, you know, they they want to continue. You go to talking to someone like every other day or at least once a week, and then that deal is done. And then, you you know, you no longer have that conversation and they're older. And so they appreciate, they appreciate having that conversation.
0: Big time and if they didn't have that conversation with you there's plenty of good people out there sure. but there's also i mean the, the park might have taken the property back
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, not given them anything or mm-hmm. given them a couple hundred dollars or somebody less as ethical than yourself would have seen that they're in a much you know tighter situation and not as right. helped or not uh, there's just yeah a lot of i'm glad that they found you those mm-hmm. those, those folks
1: absolutely
0: uh, the uh i was having a conversation not too long ago about when park lot rents go up and when you're buying parks and I'm not sure if I've told you this it's something I heard a long time ago with parks but it's like some we always try to make parks better like oh if you get a two-star park make it into a four-star park or Mm you know one get it make it into a three or five Mm -hmm. and it's like no some parks at least from my experience if like they should be a two like some parks don't need to be a three (laughs) because being a three means that you're going to have to charge more because you put in more amenities, but nobody cares about the dirt roads because they all have pickup trucks and nobody cares about doing this because they all go into town for something. They like it quiet. They like the lot rent lower. And so, you know, even if you have, I just thought that was a big like realization to me is like, oh, some parks, that's not always the goal. And the residents, you might actually not make them that happy and the end might not even, the ends might not justify the means. So it was,
1: you're right. I never thought about it that way i never i never i never i never thought about it because it's always going in with an improvement and you're right maybe it doesn't need to i mean obviously you know if there's problems you get rid of that but you know you maybe you don't need to quote unquote make it a two-star to a three-star or four-star park. i never thought about right. that right that's interesting it
0: depends if it's in like the middle of a city versus the middle mm-hmm. of a, you know the country but mm-hmm. do you do anything special to protect your properties have you had any of your mobile homes vandalized And do you do anything special to protect them or preemptively do do anything?
1: Um, Luckily, I have not. I have not had to do that. Thankfully, I haven't had anything. Um, All of the areas that I have that I have kept the homes, they're in a nice area. Um, The neighbors are very much aware um the homes where i am lit where i'm the broker and i'm listing that home the neighbors are still aware there was one you know sometimes uh you know not being able to show the home and and trying to coordinate a schedule outside of an open house um we will you know we have homes on lockbox and there's things that people have to send us before they can see the home and i think someone had saw the home and they told me they closed the door but they actually didn't close the door and so the neighbor called me and was like hey the door is open you know that kind of a thing so um, you know, I just make, you know, make conversation, make acquaintances with the people that are in the park. Um, you know, just to have them look out for when I'm, you know, when we're not there, you know, working on the home and that kind of thing. So luckily I haven't had any issues.
0: Would you say most of your mobile home activities revolve around not the land, just the trailers themselves? Mm-hmm. Yes. And you you think you're doing more How does it balance between you being a, a broker, a, like a personal property mm-hmm. realtor, and, and helping people sell mm-hmm. versus uh, you actually buying the home yourself.
1: Right. Um, so right now, I probably am brokering more than I'm. I'm buying. Okay. Um, uh, you know what I have seen is that a lot of people are. You know they purchase these homes. <laughs> you know, and and they owe so much on it that as an investor, you know, I, you know I can't purchase that home from you. Um, it's either. You're gonna to have to let it go back, or either you're gonna to have to come up with a difference in the in the price, even even in even in brokering it. You know, I have some that now that you know they owe, you know, 125 and that home is in a park, and it's difficult to find another buyer that wants that home in a park um, to be able to do that. So so I am doing more brokering now, but you know, but it you know, it definitely has become challenging when you get at to a certain price point and that home being in a park. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, my goal is just to make sure that I tell my my buyers or my sellers that we're not looking at 90 days anymore. We're looking at six months now um, for a home that's in that price point. But, but yeah, so I'm not buying as many as I am more so brokering it out or, or I'm working with park owners and the homes that I am find, finding, I am, um, you know, selling those to those, those park owners.
0: When do you think the peak of the market was if things are getting, right? Are they retry, Prices are. Kind of retracing a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think I, I will. It was it was much easier for me to sell a home in 2022 Obviously, 2021 2022 <laughs> It was like I could I could I could post that thing and it would be gone in two days, a you week. Name the or price. <laughs> yeah, yeah like... you know, you just, And it and it's gone. um Especially if that especially if that home was under thirty thousand dollars, it was gone. It would it would be gone very very fast. um Now even those homes that are are at that thirty thousand dollar mark, they are taking much longer um for them to to sell
0: it's nice that you're able to try to buy the home at first which Mm -hmm. is what we do as investors Mm -hmm. but but if you can't then you can help the seller sell if they want Mm -hmm. the help you are the local expert you're the local authority you also Mm -hmm. give free you know advice and yeah some help as well
1: i tried you know i I had a call yesterday with a lady and um uh I had already talked to her. I had already talked to her realtor. So I had someone on my team put signs out in that area just to see if this lady would call. Okay? <laughs> just to see if this lady would call. So the experiment worked. She called. and obviously because we we had talked to her realtor, we knew a little bit more backstory about her home than you know, than she probably thought that we knew. Um and so this home is in a park she wants $90,000 for it. It's a 2015, I think. And I'm like, there is no way you're going to get $90,000 for the home, even selling it on the retail market. There's no way, but she wanted to know what would I buy it for, you know? Um, and, and I tried to go, you know, you, you know, without seeing the home, I don't know, like I tried everything not to like, you know, give her a number on what I would buy this home for. Um, And so I finally, I finally said, you know, to be honest with you, because, you know, we are investors, this is what we do. Um, You know, we buy homes at a discount. So I am, the reason why I haven't given you a price is because I'm not going to be anywhere near the 90,000 that you're asking for. And I don't want you to be insulted by it. More than anything, let me just give you the information to help you sell your home. Because she was bent on, I need to sell this home at $90,000. Um, and so she's decided that she's going to rent it. Wow. Um, and, uh, even in that, I was trying to share the information with her, but, but I, I do my best on a home that I know that it's still not something that I can help someone with. I still want to give you some information on what I know about the business to be able to help you along in your journey of being able to ultimately sell your home. So, yeah, but that was an interesting conversation
0: isn't that just nice the fact when when you get to a point and you just you know or hear yourself yourself rattling off prices and well we normally buy them for this or in my experience it's going to be you know you're still asking way above retail yeah
1: yeah and
0: you can just commiserate with the people i mean it's not your fault as Lamika it's the Mm -hmm. if the market was different if they were in a different park if it was a different time i mean Mm -hmm. uh, are the buyers that are paying 50 60 80 100 plus for a mobile in a park are they a lot of them going through banks or they have cash that they're from downsizing somewhere else?
1: Um, most of them are getting um, loans through um, lenders. Yeah, okay. they're, getting, they're getting loans. Um, Yeah, I haven't had any at that price point with the cash. It's all been, a lender has been involved.
0: Does that uh, have more of those, as the underwriting on those fell through more, are there, the loans tougher to go through or do they take longer than they did um, before?
1: Um, well, here's the th- I didn't I didn't start doing loans until this year. I didn't have okay. any with loans before everything was all cash. That makes sense. Everything was all cash. Um I didn't I didn't do my first start doing my first loans until this year. Cuz people had the cash. Okay. Yeah, cuz people had the cash. Um and I think people still have the cash It's just holding on to it more so than what they were before. Um but so I don't have a I don't know if the the cycle of the loans. I know it's taking at least 30 days um you know to to close a loan. The the last couple ones I've had it's been, it's taking at least 30 days to to close those loans, but I like it because I've been able to build relationships. It's another process that I wasn't aware of. Um, I built relationship with those lenders, and now when I have a home, when I you know pre-qualify someone and they want to move forward, then I send them directly to that loan officer that I'm working with at that lender, and I know where they are in the process. So it, it makes selling that home go a lot, the process be a lot smoother than me just sending them a link and they go through that on their own. So smart.
0: Yeah. What have you found? What's like a um... What's a red flag for you? What's a deal breaker for you? If there's a buyer or maybe not a deal breaker, but like if you hear something from a potential buyer mm-hmm. over the phone and they say something to you, then you roll your eyes. You're like, oh, this guy, this person isn't serious like this. I, I've heard this before. Nah, that guy. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, when someone wants to, wants to negotiate the price and they haven't even seen the home yet, I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to do this. You won't do that? I'm not. I'm not going to do this. You haven't even seen the home. I'm not <laughs> oh, going God. to do That's that. a good one. Yeah, that yeah that that one is a big one. Um, if you don't, you want to see the home, and you haven't found a lender, you haven't found the land that you want to move the home to. I'm just like, no, I'm not showing you this home. Like, no.
0: Are you showing them? Um, you're do you're doing all your own showings? No, you said no. lockbox earlier. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, we have lockbox. I don't even want you to go in there and see it on the lockbox because you you have no. In- because that's still, you know, that's still somewhat of a liability if someone being in that home and, and you're not, you know, you're not in position to be able to purchase the home. So that's why, you know, when I'm I'm talking to people, these are the questions that I want, you know, that I'm asking so that I can determine where are you in this process of buying? Are you think, I've been the person that just goes out and, and look at homes because I just want to <laughs> see, you know what I mean? I haven't, you know, I don't have time That's that. true. That's true. That's
0: yeah. yeah. Anything that we didn't talk about. It. We talked about a bunch of stuff, but just the tip of the iceberg. Any advice for folks listening? And they can always check you out on your channel, which you give just, this is the tip of the iceberg of what's on your yeah. channel. Anything, uh, I guess, last minute?
1: Um. Uh. No. If you're watching John's channel and you haven't decided to work with him. What are you waiting for? That's, I mean, literally like, what are you waiting for? Um, there were several other options that I had out there and I like, I will send John the text. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so glad I chose you. I'm so glad I did the right thing. (laughs) I feel so good about my decision to work with you. Um, and, 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 that is the thing is like, I mean, literally working with you, it wasn't just me learning mobile homes, but it, it, I mean, you really have a system to build a business, not just to do a deal. And if you want to do a deal there and a deal there, it's completely fine. But if you're looking for a business to build, then, you know, definitely working with John, um, is, you know, I, I highly recommend it. I'm, 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 very, this is a decision that I'm proud of the decision that I made um, to, to, to do that. So I'm thankful for, to you about that. And then Um, Just on my channel, I just talk about taking action on your goals um, to, you know, to build a business specifically um, and building a business while you work a full-time job. And we talk about how to find the money to get that, the motivation and the mindset that you need to be able to do all of that.
0: You've been putting out a lot of great content Mm -hmm. that doesn't, and you can tell it comes from the heart. It doesn't have, Mm -hmm. there's not things that you're asking for in in return. It's all things to help you that you're implementing and that other people can use.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Things that I wish somebody had told me <laughs> that I could have figured out or that I had known, uh, you know, you know, when I was especially starting a clothing line, a capital intensive clothing line that I wish someone had told me that I knew about, um, you know, when I created that. So, yeah,
0: that is awesome. Yeah. Where can people find that? If you don't mind?
1: Um, So you can find that at Height Goddess. Everything is all Height Goddess, Height Goddess dot com. Yes. Um, I am not a fan of social media, but we do have a social media pl- uh, presence. <laughs>
0: What's good exclusive?
1: We do, yeah, we do have a social media presence. Um but yeah, you can find everything um at high goddess. Yep.
0: Thank you so much, Lamika. Uh this is great. This is just a maybe we can check in in another year and a half or 2 years. Um but this is a journey. I mean, you are we are all on this journey and still making decisions every single day and it's those compound decisions that add up. Um thank you so much again for being here and opening up just what's 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 been going on. Thank you so much. Happy to do it. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everyone, for watching. And I hope this has been helpful. Check out Lamika's channel. Subscribe because there's a lot of new stuff coming out. Um, And that's that's great. Thanks for listening. The ideas and advice given in today's episode are for entertainment purposes only. If you have future ideas or questions for upcoming episodes, please email us at support at mobilehomeinvesting.net. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, the biggest compliment you can give is to like and share this podcast with your friends.